0: Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back, guys. As always, I'm David Drum. I'm here with uh, a Drive Time alumni, Art Van Zandt, uh, who has been with us several times and always just brings an amazing perspective and excitement that. Is hard to contain inside the time frame of drive time, uh, but the great thing about it is there's always a word there, there's always encouragement there, and there's always just a truth that needs to be dug into. So, Art, welcome back. Thank you for Thank being you. Here, my friend. Um, so, uh, a lot of times, what I do is I try to to. Uh, put into context what we're going to talk about right out of the gates. But um, from our conversation before we hit record here, I kind of know the direction you're going to go. um, And I just want you to, to get us started. And I'm going to let you lead the way.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. What's up, gentlemen? It's good to get to hang out with you guys for a little bit, and I hope that our couple minutes here together help you make it through every yellow light you'll encounter while we're talking here today. But anyway, uh, truly drive time. All right. Well, I want to talk today about the fact that a lot of times we try to make the right decisions by what we try to stop doing, as opposed to what we should be doing, if we're doing what God wants us to do. So let me break it down. You may have heard of a dude named David, and then he met this one chick named Bathsheba. Yeah, that whole thing. So they shouldn't have done that one thing, or as one of my friends referred to a while ago, they were he and she you know what I'm saying, and uh, they shouldn't have been. And uh, then, of course, he got into a whole big mess. So then he ended up having Bathsheba's husband murdered so we got adultery and murder two things i don't think anybody's listening is going what those are bad things captain obvious is here today yes you should definitely stay away from both of those two things but here's the point today in that story in second samuel chapter 11 this is how it starts it says in the spring of the year when kings normally go out to war david sent joab and the army to go fight the ammonites David straight up just didn't do what he should have been doing. Kings go to war. David didn't. So a lot of times if we would just do what we're supposed to be doing, we would stay away from so many of the things that we shouldn't be doing where they say idleness is the devil's playground when we're idle or when we're off purpose. That's when trouble starts. And I'll be honest. I like doing stuff. I love check boxes. I love getting things done. And when I'm bored, I'm in trouble. When I'm bored, I get in trouble because I start wandering. I start meandering. So David obviously was out looking over the, you know, at his neighbor's, you know, his neighbor's wife, all that kind of stuff. But really he started his trouble when he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. So I want to challenge you to even take a look at the last 24 hours. In the last 24 hours, what are some things that you just neglected? What are some things that you, you know, your wife, your kids, the garbage, whatever, what are some, and not for shame or any, no, no, that, 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 there's no life in that. Well, what are some things in the last day that you just neglected? Or what are some things in the next day that you really ought to get done? All right. So that's number one. Not even going to talk about David, Bathsheba, I'm sorry, Bathsheba and Uriah, because that stuff is also obvious. When you should go to war, go to war. Then, in Proverbs chapter seven, talks about a dude who was out wandering around and he met a wayward wife. Here we go again, same thing. We all know what dude shouldn't be doing, but what it says in Proverbs seven is that he was out walking around, or a word I like to use is meandering. When I think of meandering, I think of two things. I think of channel surfing, and I think of surfing the internet, both of which can lead to trouble. I very rarely, notice I didn't say never, Very rarely have I gone to the internet just looking for for junk, looking for garbage. Oh, but it always seems to find me. No, no, I'm giving it way too much credit. It's doing what it does. That garbage is coming out looking for all of us. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. It's what he does. But the question is, do we go to war? (laughs) Do we go to war? Because if we're going to war, we don't have time to meander. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying don't watch football. I'm not saying don't relax. I'm not saying don't chill. Because going to war includes Sabbath, includes chilling, includes feeding your soul. But if you're anything like me, and I'm kind of scared you might be, if you're anything like me, it's when you let your guards down and when you chill that you're more vulnerable. When you're busy and trying to get junk done, you're less vulnerable than when we let our guards down and we don't go to war. So Proverbs 7 talks about this lady who's out there, her husband's gone, da 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 da, all this stuff. You know what? The battle's already lost when we encounter her. The battle's already lost when we're off our path, off our purpose, and we encounter those things that are out there to get us. They're out there. Some of us have been gotten. By God's grace, let's forgive ourselves, but let's get on our purpose. What is your purpose? What is your purpose? So, I know I kind of feel like I just went off there, David, but that's passionate on my heart. So that's where I'm at, Dave. So, well, and I guess I want
0: to illustrate a little bit because you, you jumped from, from one to the other. And I think it's easy for, for guys to say, well, I'm not a king and I don't go to war. So <laughs> what's wrong with getting online? And um, and when you and I talked about this earlier, we were talking about this kind of this thought process of, you know, David was on the rooftop at night after dark. Um, and he, not only was he not at war, he wasn't inside with his wife in bed, sleeping, doing what he was supposed to be doing. Chances are because he was restless because he wasn't doing the first thing he was supposed to be so doing, good. which was so going to war. Um, but, he engaged in what would have been his time's version of scrolling through Instagram. He stood on the rooftop and started looking around. And (laughs) again, as he looks around, as that harmless scrolling begins, that's good. Something's going to be there, but if your heart's not in a place, if your mind's not in a place, and if your body's physically not in the place it's supposed to be right, those images are what's going to be, what sticks with you. Exactly. Right. So from in that area, um, if, if you can expand on how do we combat that? Because here's the thing we're, we are, I have to imagine I'm not unique in the fact that there are nights where, ah, man, I'm just not ready to go to sleep yet. Yep. How do we, how do we fight against that draw to the familiar, grab the phone, pick it up, and start scrolling what what
1: are some some practicals that we can do there's two things that's a great question there's two things that come to mind first of all circles we all draw circles around the things that we should not do now obviously adultery and murder are those circles so those are two things that should be but then how many circles bigger circles do you have around that that will keep you far from the very thing that you say and that you believe and that you intend to never, ever do. So for instance, with scrolling, if your circles are, you know, I won't look at X, Y, Z, you know, well then what are your circles around that? First of all, will you allow yourself just to scroll? And for some of us, that's already a circle. I'm crossing a boundary. We have to have several circles that we will cross before we get to that thing. So what are those circles? Because for many of us, our circles are way too small. Where we, we live way too close to that thing. So, and then the other thing is, and this is a huge thing that I think this is really important is what I like to call aggressive accountability. I've got people in my life that I have no secrets with, but it's not their responsibility to ask me the question. It's my responsibility to shoot them a text and say, dude, I'm struggling tonight. Dude, I'm just bored. I'm just lonely. I feel stupid tonight. <laughs> I just feel weak, you know, and, and it's halt, you know, hungry, angry. What is it? Lonely and tired. Those are the, the, the four words. So whenever I feel those things, I've got a short list of dudes that I text because it's my responsibility to be a man of God. It's not anybody else's responsibility to hear from God and keep me from being an idiot or keep me from being me. So those are two specific things. We got to draw bigger circles. And then number two, it's all responsibility to make the right choices. And when we're weak, either when we're weak, reach out When we're, when we've messed up, immediately reach out or even after we mess up, I have at times reached out a day, a week, even longer after the fact, because I will not have secrets. And at some point, somebody else is going to know.
0: Okay. So you, you talk about accountability as, uh, or in your words, aggressive accountability. And, and for the guys who, who know me, who have watched this for any length of time, know that's a big thing for me as well. Um, I think what is important for guys to understand is if you're not already engaged in some sort of accountability level relationship, somebody who's in your closest circle, somebody who, like you said, you have no secrets from, and that accountability goes both ways. uh, You need to be willing to be there for them. Uh, But... That that isn't going to. If you don't have that already, you can't start that at two o'clock in the morning when you're struggling. <laughs> that has to start weeks, months, years. I mean, I, I have one of my accountability guys. I I think we've been interacting for twelve years. Yeah. Um, you talk about no secrets. I mean, what a gift. But, there's not only no secrets, but he knows the history. He knew if I say I'm struggling with this thing or this thing, he knows why the
1: context. Um,
0: Yeah. He knows the whole context around it and it actually makes it easier because he also knows that if I, if I launch for five minutes that I'm, I'm stressed out about this, that, and the other thing, or, you know, this is what my week looks like. Um, He knows Oh, that's a trigger point right there. Right. Let me ask about this. Let me ask yep. this yep. question about that thing. Um, and that is one of the the distinct advantages to not only having accountability, but having it set up for an extended period of time. Yep. Um, and for those of you who are listening and you think, man, I, I just, you know, I I don't know what anybody would think of me if, if uh, I told those those secrets or, or I, you know, told them I struggle with this thing. Um, you know, chances are the, the guys you would do this with have those exact same struggles, those exact same, you know, secrets in their past, uh, that, You know, they have the exact same doubts and and that's what the enemy wants to do is to try and convince us, man, you're all on your own. If anybody heard that, you'd be out Uh, because he knows once we band together as brothers, uh, as brothers in Christ and, and we expose those secrets, there's no more dark corners for him to lurk in. Right. Right.
1: Well, and that's part of why David should have gone to work. He should have been with the other dudes. (laughs) So he should have been in that band of brothers and he was isolated. And isolation is always, always a terribly vulnerable place to be. Speaking of vulnerable, vulnerability breeds vulnerability. Right. And I know that Men is an environment where that is championed by you as our leader. And that is something that we need to trust ultimately God and also our brothers. And the road is already paved for anybody listening to this. It's like, dude, I've never done that before. First of all, I get that. <laughs> and the rest of us completely get that. But that first step is always the most scary one, but I promise you it will yield to freedom that you barely even thought was possible.
0: Man. That's, that, I I couldn't agree with that sentiment anymore. Um, You know, once you get started in it, you'll really struggle with the concept of not having it in your life and not having guys around you, Um, you know, and it's not about giving each other advice. No, It's really just about turning the light switch on in dark rooms. Um, Because a lot of the times when you, you're self exposing that, that secret or that struggle, you already know what the right thing is to do. You know, you, you know, you're not supposed to be standing on the rooftop at midnight looking at your neighbor's wife. Um, There's no secret there. Like you said, captain obvious. Um, But until you turn on the light in that dark room, uh, there's just a place to hide. And, And, you know, I don't think any of us want that.
1: And shame beats the snot out of us in that dark room. And then what we do to try to medicate or, or, or cope is usually something stupider. And it leaves to stupider and stupider and it's a spiral and the spirals fast. And one of the devil's most accurate and effective lies is that we control our sin. Absolutely not. Our sin is controlling us. And if we think that we're controlling it, we're crazy.
0: That's a the great point. The sin is controlling
1: us and we got to out it.
0: That's a great point.
1: All right. So, Art.
0: Um, we've kind of bounced around from a couple of topics, but it's all stemming from the same area. Right. Um, so with that in mind, and because this is drive time, uh, you know, we always try to end and land in that area of, you know, what's the tangible this week? What's the thing that we're going to do this week to, to get 1% better as we move forward? Um, what is that thing this week that y- you would encourage you guys to do? What's the, the, that active step so we take it out of this conceptual conversation where it's like, oh, yeah, that would be nice to have that. Um, but what, what do we do to foster that this week?
1: Two words, courageously, absolutely get over your terror, absolutely get over all the doubts, absolutely get over all the yabbas, be known. Make a courageous decision to be known, not in what you present, in who you really are. I triple dog dare you, be known. By the Lord, he already knows you, but by another man of God, be known. That's it.
0: That's good. That's good. Well, Art, as, as always, um, uh, thank you for bringing your your insight, your wisdom, and definitely your energy. Uh, it's, it's always good to have you on here. Um, gentlemen, that's a challenge. Uh, rally around some brothers. Be known. Let them be known to you. Um, and uh, Art, again, thank you for being here. I uh, appreciate it. And gentlemen, we'll see you again next week here on Drive Time.